It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Nurse Giddy. She just got the vaccine on her birthday. Happy birthday. The history-making nurse, the day after. Any side effects? I took my temperature this morning. And a Christmas caroling peaceful protest. Actor Kirk Cameron's Christmas Choir Defiance. Packed in tight, not a mask in sight. Then, the ER doc who has gone without a day off for 270 days. Then, what's up with Joe Biden? This battle. For the soul of America. What he's saying about his coughing fit. Not in the hand, but in the arm. And call me Dr. Jill Controversy. Dr. Jill Biden has the very same degree as Dr. Bill Cosby does, which is one degree from Dr. Pepper. This is outrageous. Plus, Christmas tree shortage. And how to bring home your Christmas tree without damaging the tree or your car. You're going to want to make sure you use like a strong rope or a ratchet. And they biked together every year for 15 years. Now the tragic accident. Five bicycle riders mowed down. Then a golden super glutton. Wait till you see who sent Oprah the coffee gift basket and the adopt-a-nurse phenomenon. It's very humbling. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelly and today for Deborah. If you wanted to put a face on the nation's excitement over the COVID-19 vaccine, look no further than this nurse. She got her shot today and was so excited she could hardly contain herself. This nurse is giddy with joy as she's vaccinated against COVID-19 on her birthday. Happy birthday. Fifty-six-year-old ER nurse Maritza Benitez got the shot at University Hospital in Newark with New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy there to witness the historic moment, the first in the state. And you can see that light at the end of the tunnel. This is it. We also spoke to New York nurse Sandra Lindsay, who became an overnight national figure as the first American to be vaccinated yesterday. She says she's still feeling fine the day after. No side effects at all. I am feeling really, really well. No aches, no pains, just a slight bruising at the injection site. No fever. I took my temperature to this morning just to see what it was and it was 98.1. But even as thousands are now being vaccinated, the virus continues to take a terrible toll. Over 100 Americans are dying of COVID every hour. 
The talk Sharon Osborne is revealing, she was briefly hospitalized with COVID-19, but is recovering. Her talk co-host and Dancing with the Stars judge, Carrie Ananaba, has also tested positive, and she just posted this message to Sharon, sending you so much love and praying for a full recovery. One dedicated frontline doctor from Houston who is still waiting for his vaccine is Joseph Veron, who has worked a remarkable 271 consecutive days. Imagine, not one day off since the pandemic began. I have to see every single patient every single day. This photo of Dr. Veron comforting an elderly patient on Thanksgiving was seen around the world. All too often, he has to make calls like this. I'm very sorry for your loss. Heartbreaking moments that make the vaccine such a vital source of hope. Such heroes. These days, when someone coughs, people freak out. So when Joe Biden addressed the nation last night after the Electoral College officially confirmed him as the next president, he repeatedly coughed and cleared his throat, leading many viewers to worry. Amber Cogliano reports. <clears throat> What's with the cough? You know, in this battle for the soul of America. President-elect Joe Biden had a lot of people worried last night. He coughed and hacked his way through a speech carried live at 7.30 East Coast time, celebrating the Electoral College, affirming his election victory. For a peaceful transition of power. <clears throat> Drink some water, Joe. You're scaring us, went one tweet. Does Biden need a COVID test, went another. And the way he coughed. Excuse me. Into his hand really freaked people out. Dr. Melody McLeod of Emory University Hospital says she cringed when she saw that. Don't do that. What is the right way to cover your cough? When you feel the cough coming on, just go ahead and put your your mouth, your nose and mouth into the crook of your arm where your elbow bends. <clears throat> so what was it? The president-elect says it's just a little cold. Meanwhile, Dr. Anthony Fauci says both Biden and Kamala Harris should get the COVID vaccine ASAP. For security reasons, I really feel strongly that we should get them vaccinated as soon as we possibly can. What about President Trump? He's already had the virus. Should he take the vaccine? You know, I, if, if, if he were asking me, I would recommend that he do that as well as Vice President Pence. You still want to protect people who are, you know, very important to our country right now. Yesterday's Electoral College vote appears to have finally convinced key Trump ally Mitch McConnell that Biden really did win. The Electoral College has spoken. So today I want to congratulate President-elect Joe Biden. But President Trump is still not giving up. In fact, he's digging in, retweeting this wacko tweet calling for Georgia's governor and secretary of state to be jailed for refusing to overturn the state's election result. Even one of Trump's good friends, Geraldo Rivera, says enough already. We have litigated this for six weeks. Twice we the Supreme Court of the United States before, have rejected Geraldo. it. Nine to nothing, including all three. Trump associate justices. But Geraldo, I you think have the question is this. Joe Biden's representatives say he was just tested for COVID-19 and is negative. And a column in the Wall Street Journal is questioning whether or not our next First Lady, Jill Biden, should be addressed as a doctor since she's not a medical doctor. It's a discussion that has clearly struck a nerve. 
Should Jill Biden be called doctor? A national debate has erupted, started by a Wall Street Journal column and fueled last night by Fox News's Tucker Carlson. Joe Biden's wife, Dr. Jill Biden, isn't actually a real doctor. Sorry, she's not going to be treating your high blood pressure. Dr. Jill Biden has the very same degree as Dr. Bill Cosby does, which is one degree from Dr. Pepper. The Wall Street Journal column even called the future first lady kiddo. No one should call himself doctor unless he has delivered a child. He even said calling her Dr. Biden feels fraudulent, not to say a touch comic. This is outrageous. Yeah. It is outrageous. She earned, she earned no it. Question. Now, Michelle Obama is coming to Jill's defense. All too often, professional women's accomplishments are met with skepticism, even derision. Hillary Clinton also chimed in, tweeting, her name is Dr. Jill Biden. Get used to it. Others call the op-ed piece sexist and demeaning. Jill Biden earned her doctorate in education from the University of Delaware in 2006, when she was 55. Inside Edition obtained her dissertation. It's 137 pages, and it's titled, Student Retention at the Community College, Meeting Students' Needs. We asked Dr. Jane Bolgatz, Associate Dean of Fordham's Graduate School of Education, to have a look. It's a rigorous process. You have to really grapple with meaning and make sense of a topic. And so there's just no reason why women shouldn't be given the title that they earned by doing original research, which is what a doctorate means. Today, the Wall Street Journal's editorial page editor is responding to the backlash, calling it Trumpian and labeling it cancel culture. As for the current first lady, last night Stephen Colbert welcomed actress Lauren Benanti to The Late Show for what is likely her final appearance portraying Melania. Are there any other final things that you hope to achieve as first lady? Pardon me, Stephen. I'm sorry. I, I said, are there any other final oh, things? Oh, no, no, no. That... I heard you. Before leaving the White House, I want my husband to pardon me. I can't go to jail. Today, the real Melania spent the day spreading holiday cheer at Children's National Hospital, her fourth and final holiday visit. And check out this video. It's hundreds of Christmas carolers, hardly a mask in sight, joining voices to protest California's stay-at-home COVID orders. Cops reportedly were called, but no arrests were made. And one of the defying carolers was none other than Growing Pain star Kirk Cameron. Whoever imagined singing Christmas songs would be considered an act of defiance in America. But there they are, hundreds of carolers with hardly a mask in sight, singing their hearts out. They were there to protest the state of California's lockdown orders. And look, that's right Growing Pain star Kirk Cameron. And let's do this all through the Christmas and New Year season. The prominent evangelical Christian promoted the event on Instagram. I'm so excited. So many friends, uh, so much of our community uh, is uh, gathered ready to sing at the top of our voices right next to the mall. We hope you can join us. Uh, we're going to be celebrating our God-given liberties, our constitutionally protected rights at this time at Christmas to sing Christmas songs. Health experts have warned for months that singing close together like this is especially dangerous in potentially spreading COVID-19. 
Across the nation, in New York, there was a different act of defiance against government pandemic crackdowns. Hundreds gathered in Times Square and marched to Governor Andrew Cuomo's office to protest his order banning all indoor dining in the city. And from the Big Apple to the tiny town of Mossy Rock in Washington State, population 759, where an open rebellion against state lockdown orders is in place. It looked like small town USA before the pandemic hit. The mayor is encouraging all 30 businesses to remain open. You got Walmart, Target, and all the big box stores that are open, but little mom and pop businesses like this can't be open? That ain't right. Last month, a local city council voted to defy the restrictions being set by the governor of Washington. It was a horrible tragedy. Five cyclists killed when a truck struck them from behind. Now, a moving memorial has been created in their honor. Jim Murray has details. It's a striking memorial called Ghost Bikes. Five white bikes stacked on top of each other, a tribute to five dead bike riders. Fellow cyclists leave flowers for those struck down. They comfort each other, trying to comprehend the terrible loss. Grieving friends of the cyclists gave Inside Edition this video, taken just before the unthinkable tragedy. You can see the cyclists were all smiles, excited for the ride ahead. Moments after the video was taken, authorities say a box truck slammed into the back of the pack. We get multiple calls on it. At least, at least 15 bicyclists that were hit by it. People are not moving. There's bodies on the ground. The dead were identified as Michael Murray, triathlete Thomas Traeger, 48-year-old Askoy Ahmed, 41-year-old Gerard Neva, and Aaron Ray. Fellow cyclist Michael Anderson watched her take her last breath. I want you to know that I was with Aaron at the end. She was so strong. She fought so hard. These five victims had several things in common. They loved riding bikes, especially long distances. And they were friends who every year joined about a dozen other cyclists on a 135-mile excursion called the Nipton Loop. The Nipton Loop is a route going from Las Vegas into California and back again. Now the biking community mourns the loss of those friends with a poignant ride around the Ghost Bike Memorial. A GoFundMe account has been set up to help the victims' families. If you'd like more information, just come to our website, InsideEdition.com. When we look back at 2020, the biggest heroes will be the health care workers. Now, people are saying thank you in a very special way. It's called Adopt a Nurse, and it's spreading holiday cheer. They are the hero nurses and healthcare workers facing overwhelming challenges as COVID-19 cases skyrocket. Now you can adopt them. She sent me hot tea. ICU nurse Kelsey Langle just received a bunch of gifts from a total stranger. It's part of the new campaign on Facebook, Adopt a Nurse Healthcare Worker. There's a soap, a lotion, and a lip balm. Kelsey told Inside Edition that after caring for a COVID-19 patient, the patient's relative tracked Kelsey down and asked her to sign up on this Facebook page and provide a list of gifts she wanted. Soon after, the nurse received this thoughtful array of presents. She felt it in her heart, you know, to reach out and adopt me. It's very humbling. Nurses and healthcare workers across the USA are now posting photos of their surprise gift bundles along with their appreciation. I came home from my fourth 12-hour shift in a row to this amazing gift package. Your generosity has blown me away. And I have had a rough week. What a great thing to come home to. 
thank you for adopting me. It's pretty incredible. Christine Danderan started the Facebook page. Her mom's a nurse who works with COVID patients, so Christine knew firsthand that those frontline heroes needed some special holiday cheer. I've just seen her stress levels kind of skyrocket. Nurse Kelsey says the gifts go a long way during these difficult times. It gave me a little oomph, I guess, to go back to work and be like, okay, I can do this. I'm doing my best. Christine, the woman who started Adopt-A-Nurse recently lost her job as a makeup artist because of the pandemic. They are known as graceful and beautiful animals, but don't get them angry. When a vehicle got too close to a giraffe, it gave chase and the humans couldn't get away fast enough. It's a magnificent giraffe and the beast is really, really angry. Watch as the animal charges at tourists on safari in Kenya. No matter how fast they try to get away, the giraffe is on their tail. At one point, they think they lose him. Not so fast. The defiant animal turns and chases them in the other direction. That's one angry and fast giraffe. Whoa, back with more after this. Next, Christmas tree shortage. And how to bring home your Christmas tree without damaging the tree or your car. Tie the tree down in three places. You want to do it at the bottom of the tree, the top of the tree, and the center of the tree. Then, a golden super latte. Wait till you see who sent Oprah the coffee gift basket. And why these frontline heroes are dancing with joy. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. How can you get your Christmas tree home safely? Stephen Fabian has some tips. So you bought a Christmas tree. Next step, how do you get it home safely? Many of us who live in the burbs tie it to the roof of a car. My Christmas tree just flew off my car. These social media videos show what can go wrong. 44% of Americans who plan to buy a Christmas tree use unsafe methods to get it home. It can make for a very unhappy holiday season. AAA Shawnee Jarvis gave us some tips to avoid such mishaps. First off, cover the car roof with an old blanket. What does this help us? Yes, the blanket is going to protect your vehicle from scratches, um, from the branches, from the pine needles. Load the tree with the trunk facing forward. If you're driving and a gust of wind, front of the tree is a lot lighter than the back of the tree, so a gust of wind is just going to take that tree. Also, use a roof rack if you have one. You're going to want to make sure you use like a strong rope yeah. or a ratchet um, in order to really get a good grip and have it really nicely tied down. So something like this, a really something strong like rope this. like this. Yep. Exactly. Try to avoid like chintzy twine. Try to avoid twine. We're not going to go through the window. We're, We're going to use gonna a go fixed point. We're going to use a fixed point on the vehicle. Tie the tree down in three places. You want to do it at the bottom of the tree, the top of the tree, and the center of the tree. This is going to make sure that you have the best fit. AAA also says once you have your tree loaded up and you're on your way home, try to drive slowly by avoiding the highway and taking back roads. Lesser speeds help to prevent the tree from sliding around. To add to your burdens, there are reports of a nationwide Christmas tree shortage this year. One big reason, according to the experts, the wildfires that ravaged the West Coast have taken their toll on Christmas tree growers. More reason to be careful with the precious cargo you're transporting home this year. When we come back, who just sent Oprah a big gift basket? Oprah just got a special gift.
Nothing beats a plug from Oprah. So we have this lovely Christmas basket. She posted this Instagram video opening a special delivery of lattes from none other than Meghan Markle, who she casually refers to by her first initial. Nice decorations from my neighbor in. Yup, Meghan and Prince Harry live in Oprah's neck of the woods, Montecito, California. The coffee is from a woman-owned company named Clever Blends, which Meghan recently announced she was investing in. Oprah gave it a taste test. And then pronounced her verdict. It's delicious. And up next, a hospital dance party. Finally, healthcare workers at Boston Medical Center have a dance party to celebrate the arrival of the COVID-19 vaccine. Great reason to celebrate. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.